the Wednesdays when uh, it's preacher's turn, but, uh, you know, that's okay. That's okay. I love my pastor, and I'm uh, glad he's, he's up here most of the time than me. So um, that's just a joke, okay? Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> I mean, it's okay that he's up here more, but I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not happy about what I'm doing. Boy, I'm telling you, dig a hole real early right there. All right, let me go ahead and introduce myself. My name is Kendrick Hawkins. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, no, my name is Buchanan Jackson. I'm the Life Groups Pastor here uh, at Temple, and, uh, and I have been, uh, uh, I had the awesome privilege of being able to fill in on the Wednesday night Bible study when Preacher has been out. Um, so he is uh, preaching a revival in Athens um, tonight, so we need to pray for him, and then obviously, uh, hopefully you can pray for me too. So, all right, um, first things first, if you don't have a lesson, please raise your hand. If you don't have a lesson, a lesson. It'll say on the top, wanted. <laughs> and, it does, and after wanted, it doesn't say dead or alive, okay? <laughs> It'll say wanted, so please get you a lesson. Okay? And once everybody's got the lesson, go ahead and get your Bibles and stand up with me. I know you all just got comfortable. So I'm going to keep the... Uh, blood flowing a little bit more there, and we will dig in. How many of y'all excited about hearing from God's Word? Amen. Okay, how many of y'all excited about hearing from God's Word? Amen. Amen. Ooh, look, even a hallelujah too. Todd's such an encourager. All right, um, go ahead and turn to Psalms 23. Psalms 23, is that where everybody is? Amen. Psalms 23. We're going to start in verse 1. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine... In the presence of mine... Enemies... Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Lord, we thank you for this night. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, it's true. Uh, Lord, I'm not uh, up here in any way, shape, or form uh, to do any of this in my own ability, Lord God. I'm here because I want your word to speak. And Lord, I pray that you would uh, remove any hindrances, Lord God, in this room. Remove any hindrances, Lord God, that I may be. Move me out of the way. Lord, I just pray that your word would come and minister to our hearts, open our ears, open our minds to hear, Lord God. Lord, I just pray, 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 pray that you would be with us in this hour. In your wonderful name I pray, amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. We have a great crowd tonight. I'm very appreciative of that. Um, I think some of y'all were on uh, spring break last week. Spring, city school spring break was last week. So how many of y'all went on spring break? Woohoo! Okay, how many of y'all excited to come back from spring break? <coughs> Uh, nobody. I, I figured that was the way it is. Okay. Um, I try to. I, I like to. Before we kind of get into uh, the message tonight, I kind of. I, I don't know why I am this way, but I want to kind of give you a background and where I am and where I've been. I've tried to encourage y'all to see that. Okay, what you get on Wednesday night and what you get on Sunday mornings is great, but you need to be studying on your own. You need to be reading God's Word daily. You need to be praying daily. Things of that nature. So I just wanted to kind of tell you where I am and in my journey with that. On my um, on my daily Bible reading, um, there's been so, there's sometimes when I do my daily Bible reading and 
and I'm like, okay, you know, this is straight from God. This is exactly for me. There's other times when I read my God's Word, and I said, I don't understand, but about a week or two or a day later, I understand because God was showing me something here that I needed to know later on. And then I'll be honest with you, sometimes, and, and I stole this from Brother Scott, he said, sometimes it feels like I'm, I'm reading the newspaper, and I don't get anything from it, and I don't understand why God is doing that, and it's very dry. Um, and, and typically in that situation, I shouldn't say typically all the time, it's usually me that's the problem and why I'm getting, reading it like a newspaper. But I, I think I've told y'all, I've been slowly working my way through the, through the book of Matthew. Finally got through with Matthew, woohoo. It only took me four months, okay? But I got through with Matthew. And so, and then we, we went into Mark. And when I'm reading, uh, I, sometimes I read and I say, okay, this is what God's wanting to show me, um, a particular thing. But sometimes it, God's kind of helping me with, hey, this is something you need to study, and or maybe this would be a great message. Um, God's really given me a burden about sharing God's word and, and any way I can. I was in Technotown this past Sunday, uh, and I'll say, I've said this before in Wednesday night Bible study, they need it just as much as you need it, okay? Um, you know, so if you, I'm, I made this comment before, I'll do it again. If you think you don't have an opportunity to share God's word with somebody, there are plenty of opportunities to share God's word with somebody. Now, it may not be right here, but there are opportunities in the teens, there's opportunities in the youth, and kids' corner, those, those kids in kids' corner need, need God's word just as much as we as adults do. Um, so basically, you know, I was like, okay, wow, this is great. There's all these messages coming out of this. God was giving me a title. What are you waiting for? Deep thoughts. One was the Grateful Dead, okay? That was one of the messages, and it's not what you think it is, okay? Um, but there were all these messages, and I thought, wow, this is great. I, you know, I feel like sometimes I'm under the gun. Okay, wh- wh- what are we going to preach tonight? What are we going to preach on? What are we going to preach on? And I'm thinking, hey, God just showed me four messages. I'm like, man, this is great. I, I, I don't have to worry for the next four times I have to preach because God's already given to me, okay? So that's kind of what my daily reading, and I said, you know, there's life experience. But then sometimes experiences um, are kind of confirmed through Scripture, and this is the past message, and then this message today um, is kind of where that came from. Uh, this whole, since last Wednesday night until um, this weekend or so, there were three situations to where, the subject of enemies came up, okay, the subject of enemies. Um, somebody um, somebody actually, actually asked me um, after the Wednesday night Bible study about how do I deal with this individual. Um, there was another situation to where um, I, was, uh, I was talking to somebody and, and there was some conflict between two people and th- what it was is they were looking at each other as enemies. And then finally, and, and I'll go ahead and say this because she gave me permission to say this, um, this weekend, we actually went and saw my mom. Um, I'm originally from uh, right outside of Atlanta. And so I went there, and my mom is, is, is dealing with some depression right now. Um, and that bothers me, obviously. Um, she's my mama. Um, goes to work, comes home, gets in the bed. Goes to work, comes home, gets in the bed. And so, but in that situation we were talking, um, there's there's enemies there. Now, there's there's worldly enemies, but then there's also some spiritual enemies too. Um, so that was kind of real heavy on my heart, all these kind of things. And Friday night, Friday morning, my, Katie can be my witness to this, because I, I actually like walked around and, and, and got my phone and got my stuff and all this kind of stuff. About 3 o'clock in the morning, wasn't it? On Friday morning, uh, God woke me up. Um, told me, you know, write down that person with your prayer list. And I encourage you, if you don't have a prayer list, please keep a prayer list. Um, we don't need to be in the situation where we say, I'll pray for you, because you know when we say that, you know, all we're saying is, 
thanks for the info because really we're not going to pray for him, okay? So side note, keep a prayer list and actually pray those prayers. And so too, when, when God does answer those prayers, you can thank God for the fact that he answered that prayer that you wrote down, okay? Um, total sidebar, all right? Um, but God woke me up Friday morning and gave me this message, okay? So I'm not preaching any one of the four messages that God has given me over the past two weeks, okay? Um, but I'm excited about that because I will tell you, um, Brother Scott can understand this, um, preacher can understand this. Um, where's Bob in the room? Wasn't Bob, did I see Bob in the room? There you are, Bob can understand this. Um, it's, it's a whole lot easier when God gives you a word and you just share the word. Russell can understand this. Where's Russell? Wasn't he here? Oh, he's not here, okay. But um, when God gives you a word and you share that word versus let me figure out what I'm going to preach, okay, because Sunday's coming, <laughs> all right? Um, so this is, this is totally, God gave me this word, and, and two, it helps me because it, gives, it puts a lot of burden off of me. Because if God gave me the word and I share the word like God gave it to me, then the results are up to you. Does that make sense? Okay? It doesn't follow me because uh, my only burden is to share God's word. And y'all are the ones, y'all are the ones who put it in action. I say y'all. Trust me. It, Rob, can you give me a, an amen to this one? Um, God preaches to you before you ever get to preach it to them. Okay? So I've, I've gone through this whole entire thing um, this past week. So, but my number one desire, and I hope y'all know this too, is I used to be, you know, I hope I, I have something cute to say or whatever. I want to help you tonight, okay? So I hope that you came with the attitude that you wanted to get help and that you wanted to do what God's Word said and get victory. Did you do that? Say amen. amen. All right. Okay, so let's talk about enemies a little bit. Let's talk about enemies. Um, who are my enemies? That's the first thing I want to I kind of clear up uh, because some of y'all say, I don't have any enemies. I'm, 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 everything's good. You know, I'm a likable guy. Everybody loves me, I love them, all this kind of stuff. And I think sometimes we get the, the mindset of enemy is that there's this, I've, this mortal enemy that every time I'm around them I just cringe and, and, and I walk the other way and, and oh, okay. But that's not always who your enemy is going to be, okay? Um, in the sense of, now let's, I'm going to tell you this, let's kind of talk about the flesh first and then we'll talk about the spiritual. Because I know everyone wants to over-spiritualize and be like, Satan's the enemy. All right, we're going to get there, okay? <laughs> right now we're just talking about in the sense of how I respond to my enemies. But I wanted to give you an, a definition of an enemy. A person, a person who is actively opposed or hostile to someone or something. A person who is actively opposed or hostile to someone or something. So in that situation with the, the definition that I've given you, sometimes there is that person that is hostile and opposed to what I am doing or who I am or wh whatever. But there are other times when people are being hostile and it's just that specific moment or they're being opposed to me. Um, hopefully I don't get myself in trouble with this. Um, sometimes uh, I'm in an adversarial relationship with my wife. Okay? Sometimes she's quote unquote, now let me put that on there, she's my enemy. Okay? Um, now sometimes I'm her enemy and the fact that I'm being, I'm, I'm, I'm actively, is that what's the, what's the word I gave you? Actively opposed or hostile to her in some way over, or something. Um, so sometimes that's a situation. Uh, sometimes uh, in a work situation, right? Um, maybe a boss, and you feel like they're mistreating you or whatever. Maybe that's a hostile situation. Maybe it's coworkers. Um, maybe I will say this. Sometimes my kids, it can be a very hostile <laughs> environment <laughs> to where <laughs> you're, you, if you say one more word, <laughs> I'm just, or, you know, whiny, whiny, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm like, you're kind of like my enemy right now because I don't really like what you're, doing okay so 
Our children can be our enemies, our acquaintances, our co-workers. Um, I've had situations where, believe it or not, I know this sounds crazy, um, but there's somebody right now that I worked for like 10 years ago that I still kind of have a problem with today, okay? Um, I'm just being real. Can everybody be real? Say, be real. Be real. Okay, we're going to be real, okay? Um, this person works at a restaurant, and you can ask my wife. I don't like to go to that restaurant, do I? Okay, um, because of the way that person I felt like treated me. Okay, now I told you God's preaching to me first, <laughs> and then I'm praising. I'm, I will go to this restaurant. My wife will be happy because it's one of her favorite places to eat. I will go to this restaurant. I will smile and 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 do my duty and pay them my money. Um, <laughs> for some reason, okay. So those are enemies. So I've kind of set the table here of, of of enemies in the sense of what we're thinking about. Because I'll say everybody wants to go in the spiritual. But is that really where we go first, is in the spiritual? Do we say, oh, I don't care what they said to me. That's just Satan. He's just, he's just babbling me. I'm just going to resist the devil and he'll flee. No, you say, you say, what to me? You want to come over here and tell me that in my face? Come on now. Are we get, oh, come on, get real. Say, get real. Okay, get real. Okay. All right, that person cuts you off. Oh, that's just Satan. That's just Satan. Praise the Lord. I've got all five fingers. It's okay. The Lord knows. The Lord knows, okay? It's, it's not that way, okay? All right, so what do we need to know about our enemies? So let's first of all talk about um, what it does to us, what it does to us, okay? So number one, if you're taking notes, and I hope you are, we need to realize the effects. We need to realize the effects on how we, how we interact with our enemies and, and, and what actually happens when we have an enemy in our life or someone that's hostile to us and we respond accordingly. It says, Hebrews 12, 14 through 15. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Look diligently, lest any man fall of the grace of God. Lest any root of... Any root of... Bitterness springing up trouble... Who? You. You. Okay? Springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. So not only is it affecting you, but then you're probably going to affect other people. But the one person that's not mentioned here is who? Your enemy. The person. Okay? When, when I, I will say this. Typically, I will, I'm, I'm going to say, let's, let's do the restaurant owner. This isn't in the notes, okay? Let's say the restaurant owner. Do you think that restaurant owner is sitting back in his office going, I know I did that to Buchanan 10 years ago. I don't know. I hope he comes in today. I really want to apologize to him because, you know, I, I, I didn't mean to. Is he really thinking that? You know what he's thinking? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> First of all, he's not thinking at all about me. I promise you. I promise you he don't even know my name anymore. Would you think that? Probably don't even know my name, okay? Um, he's thinking about <laughs> today I've got to sell some more whatevers. I don't want to tell you the kind of food because then that narrows it down a little bit more, okay? <laughs> okay, I'm not going to do this, okay? I'm not going to do this. But many times, I will say this, many times the person that, that has offended us either doesn't realize it or really doesn't care, okay? <laughs> they don't realize, okay, many, I will say this, many times I've said something to somebody or whatever and I find out through the grapevine because, you know, nobody likes to talk face-to-face anymore. You know, they want to talk around you and talk about you. But then they'll say, well, you really offended that person, okay? Well, I, you know, I want to get that right. 
Um, but many times I don't know that I offend somebody. I may have already offended somebody tonight. I don't know. So, um, but I don't know. And then, two, a lot of times when I say something, if I don't think there's a problem with it, then no skin off my back. I'll just keep on going, okay? But when we become bitter, the only person we're, is, is we're hurting ourselves. It builds stress. It builds anxiety. It builds anger. Everything. All those things are about us. It's all about us, okay? I, I use the word realize the effect. Now, there's effects and effects, or uh, I don't say effects and effects, but <laughs> effects, effects, okay? But effects is, E is something happens and then, or something happens kind of outside of my control and this is the result. But if I affect something, that's what effect means. And that's what we're doing with our enemies, is really we're the ones determining what happens in that situation, how we respond to it. Because we're going to respond, typically, if we look at an adversarial, bitterness is going to spring up, trouble us, many of us are going to be defiled, because I will say this, when, I'm, when I've, somebody's offended me, I let everybody else know about it, don't I? Okay? And I bring everybody else down with me. Okay? If I'm going to the pity party, I'm bringing some friends. Okay? That's what we do. Okay? But we have a bad attitude, and, and, and obviously it affects our performance in life. And I will say this, this was the, this was the point that I was going to like hunker down on a little bit, and, and even though I know this next point is, is, is the most important one, I just thought, you know, we really need to get on with this whole bitterness and, and all that kind of stuff. But then God showed me a lot of stuff in the second point. So this is where we're really going to dig down deep. And I say dig down deep. We're going to get deep tonight. Okay, I'm just going to let you know. We're going to get very deep, and we're going to get so deep that I don't know if I can answer any questions afterwards <laughs> to give you more than what I know, okay? So um, we're going to talk a little bit about the adversary and the devil but we're going to go in real deep, deep study into this, okay? So let's first of all, so number one was we need to realize the, we need to realize the, okay? The only person that's hurting is ourselves. But most importantly, number two, we need to recognize our adversary. We need to recognize the adversary. First <clears throat> Peter 5, 8, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, singing, seeking whom he may devour. Okay, again, now we're now we're now we're going from the 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 flesh. Okay, when I how I respond to my enemies in my flesh, I'm gonna just you know bitterness, anger, stress, anxiety. You know, I hate you. You know, I know we shouldn't hate anybody, but come on, sometimes we say I hate you, even though we don't really mean it. Sometimes I guess, um, but. Uh, that's how we respond. But when we really back up, when we really back up, it's all, it's all about Satan. And he's our true adversary. True adversary. Okay. Here's where it's going to start getting deep. Okay. Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. <clears throat> it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, that means I don't wrestle against somebody else, okay? I don't wrestle against my wife, okay? She'd probably beat me anyways, okay? She's a good wrestler. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I get in trouble every time with my wife when she's here. I asked her if she was going to be here because it seems the past two times she's either she's been sick or the kids have been sick. So maybe that's the reason why God keeps her away because if she's here, then I'm going to use her as an example. I don't know. So we wrestle against uh, not, not against flesh and blood, okay? But we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We think we do. That's the easy way to do it, but we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, 
against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, you may be able to stand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Okay? Here's where it's going to get kind of deep. Um, God showed me last night, he said, okay, I, I, there are several different things that I list out here after flesh and blood. You know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, we know that's people. But against principalities, that's one. Against powers, that's two. Against the rulers of darkness of this world, that's three. And against spiritual wickedness in high places, that's four. That's four different things that God uses to describe um, the adversary or in the sense of what we battle against. Okay? This is where this is the deep part that you can't ask me questions afterward because I have not done in-depth study <laughs> to have all these answers. But why did he say four different? Okay? We're about to dig in this a little bit, and I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. But I hope you understand when Satan, when, when your adversary, the devil, okay, when Satan is involved in your life, typically it's not Satan himself. Typically it's not Satan himself. And we're going to get into what, what exactly that is, okay? Because here's the deal. There's a difference between God and Satan. God is omnipresent. God is omnipresent, which means he's here, here, there, everywhere, okay? I speak to him, Joseph speaks to him, Todd speaks to him, Kay speaks to him, Sue speaks to him. We all speak to him, and he hears them all at the same time. Todd can go home, Sue can go home, Kay can go home, hopefully with me. Um, Joseph can go home, <laughs> and we can all go talk to God, and God's right there with us, okay? But Satan is not that like that way. He is not omnipresent. He's not omnipresent, okay? Only God is omnipresent. So he can't be everywhere all the time. Okay. Stay with me. Stay with me. I, know, I, I told you we're going to get a little deep, okay? So let's talk about the different, the, the different things to help you kind of understand where, um, where we get this and the fact that, that we're not talking about one individual when it comes to our adversary. We were just in the book of Luke, so all these are out of the book of Luke, okay? Um, and give you examples, okay? So Luke 4, 2, and 3. Being 40 days tempted of... Okay, don't, don't go to the devil yet. Being 40 days tempted of, okay, stop, don't, don't say devil. Being 40 days tempted of the, say it again, the devil, the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterward hungered. I'm going to pretty much guarantee you this is the situation where um, we talked about this a couple months ago about the t temptation in the wilderness. I promise you, in this situation, this is the devil. Okay. Um, yes, he took time out of his busy schedule <laughs> to go directly to Jesus and, and, and tempt him in the wilderness, okay? So this is the devil, okay? All right, so the, I'm just, the is the important thing. And the, and it says, and the devil said unto him, if thou be the son of God, command the stone to be made into bread. The devil. Okay. Now Luke, let's go into Luke 8. Luke 8, starting with verse 27. And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils, devils, long time, and wear no clothes, neither abode in any house but in tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God most high? I think it's really interesting that some people in that age didn't want to call him God most high, that he was the Messiah. But the devils, as soon as they saw him, the first thing they said was, he's the most high God. Hello? 
okay? Devils believe and tremble, hello? Okay, I beseech thee, torment me not. For, for he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for oftentimes it, it had caught him, and he was kept bound with chains and in fetters, which is basically things around your legs. And he broke the bands and was driven of the devil into the wilderness. And Jesus asked him, saying, Why, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many, okay, because many devils were entered into him. Okay? So, we, so in Luke 4, we see the devil. Then in, in Luke 8, we see devils. And then it further clarifies that there were many devils. Okay? Um, so, I, you know, it's not a couple, it's not a few, it's many. Okay? So many devils were entered into him. Okay, so the devil, and we have devils and many devils. Okay? Now let's go to Luke 11, 14 and 15. I know there's a lot of information. There's a lot of information, but I'm, I'm, I'm building a foundation for y'all to understand true spiritual warfare. Because I've, I have not, this, last night was the first time I'd fully sat down and studied out what this meant. So I'm giving you a lot of information so you understand what is that? What, what's tempting you? Okay. Okay. Luke eleven fourteen, and he was casting out a devil, and it was dumb. And it came to pass when the devil was gone out, the dumb spake, and the people wondered. Verse fifteen. But some of them said, He casteth casteth out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of the devils. Okay. So here's the situation: we have the devil. In the wilderness, that's the devil. That is Satan himself, Lucifer. Okay, all right. And then we have devils and many devils that were that were in um, with Legion and the demoniac. And then finally, we have here where we have the mute. And then they even say to him that you know not only you're a devil, but you're the chief of the devils. Okay. So now in this situation, now we see authority. Okay, we see authority. This is, this is where, when we go back into Ephesians, against principalities, against powers, against rules of the air, there are different levels of authority in the sense of, of, of when it comes to the devil or satanic um, beings, if we were going to say that, okay? So there's different levels of that, okay? That's why I'm going to tell you, and this is, I will say, more likely than not, most people in this room have not directly faced Satan himself, Okay? Have not Satan himself, but in the situation, and I will go into this a little bit more. But Satan is at work and does have other devils and/or demons that are working underneath him in order to bring about problems. Okay, now we're really going to get deep. Are you all loving this? Say amen. Okay, <laughs> this is not me. I'm promise you. I want to. I want to. I want to shout it out. And here we go. But. But y'all really need to get the whole sense of where we are. Okay? Revelation. Let's go to Revelation. Revelation 12. We're going to do 3 and 4, and then we're going to skip down to 7 and 9. Okay? If you don't know about Revelation, this is a vision that John, um, the Apostle John, is seeing. Okay? And so we, we look at these things, and, and you know, a lot of, lot of imagery here. Uh, but this is what a lot of, a lot of scholars say is... A, picture of or a direct reference to the fall of Satan. Okay? Everybody understands that, that Satan was, a, was originally an angel. Okay? And he, and he went against God and fell. Okay? So let's talk about this. 
Okay. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven. Third part of stars. Everybody, some people have probably heard this, that a third of the devils fell or went with Satan. Okay, This is where that comes from. Okay, The stars of heaven, that's talking about the angels, and a third of them fell. Okay. And to cast them to earth, and the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. Verse 7. And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels, again, we see hierarchy in this sense of that you've got angels that have different levels of authority. Okay? You've got Michael, you've got Gabriel, and you've got, uh, there's different levels of authority. In fact, this, okay? Um, M- Michael is an archangel, okay? Um, fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, okay? All right, so we have, we have Michael over here with his angels, and we have the dragon, which is Satan, and he fought with his angels, okay? And prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil. The devil. So if we didn't, if, if you're like, well, Buchanan, that's all biblical imagery, says it right there, okay? The red dragon is the devil, okay? There's no, sometime in Revelation, you're kind of like, what is this all saying? It's saying this is the devil, okay? And Satan, which deceiveth the whole world, and he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him, okay? So, so again, I'm, I'm, I'm giving this, because I want to give it in, in, in bites and pieces. We've got the fact that we have Satan, who's tempted in the wilderness, we have many devils. We have, uh, they call Jesus in, in accusing him of being the chief of the devils and being Beelzebub. Then we have the situation in, in Revelation where we see plain and simple how the whole thing um, works out and the fact that when they fell and all this kind of stuff and there was a war. Okay. Now the question is, okay, well, how many angels and how many devils are there? Okay. So now we're at Hebrews 12:22. But ye come into Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the angels and, and heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable co- company of angels, an innumerable, numerable, sorry, an innumerable company of angels. And innumerable means too many to number or countless. Okay. So now we have a perspective. Okay. Countless. I don't know what that word means, okay? I don't, I don't know to what level of, of, of angels we're talking about. But it's conceivable, if I'm in my imagination, there may be millions or billions of angels, okay? And a third of them fell with Satan, okay? The reason why I'm telling you this is I want you to get an understanding of, because some of y'all are going to say, you know, demonic influence, you know, there's not, you know, when Satan's in there, you know, there's not an actual adversary devil per se with scripture and, and that's, this, is, this is as far as I'm going to go with this I can't answer any more questions about this but in the sense of where we are in scripture that it's conceivable that when Satan is influencing us that there's a devil with you 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 does that make sense? Okay. no there's innumerable angels and because, and because Satan was an angel, and a third of the angels fell. Okay? So th- well, 
Right, but I'm just saying, right. No, I don't think it was an innumerable amount of angels. There's a million angels, and then Satan said, hey, two of y'all come over here. (laughs) I don't think that's the way it is, okay? I, I, I believe in this scripture in the fact that it's talking about the company of angels, that this is the total totality of the number of angels, and that a third of them fell. Yes, okay? Came devils, okay? All right? Because Lucifer, Satan, was an angel. Got it? Okay. And I say this, I say that in the fact that, you know, it says the red dragon and his angels. So I guess maybe Satan really still wants to call them angels because, you know, whatever. Because <laughs> he thinks he's equal with God. So if God can call them angels, I can call them angels, whatever. Um, that's totally me making all that up, okay? But I'm just trying to loosen loosen the, the, the flow in here, okay? But um, and the, the reason why I'm saying this, okay, I'm, uh, now, now let's, let's do some application because that was a lot of Bible, okay? That was a lot of Bible. And again, I'm not saying this is a definitive uh, research paper on uh, demons and Satan and how many there are and stuff like that. So please don't leave this going, wow, I'm glad I know everything about devils now, because you don't, okay? You don't know everything about devils. You know, you know based upon the five hours I've <laughs> spent preparing for this message, you know five hours worth of devil stuff, okay? <laughs> but I promise you there's probably uh, hundreds of hours of devil stuff that you can figure out, okay? All right. Okay, but let me, let, 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 me, let me go in and put this in the application point of it. Because all I was doing was setting the table. I just want to set the table. God showed me that. I wanted to dig into it. I'm going to encourage you. When, God, when you read God's word and something doesn't make sense, that's not God saying, well, I guess it just don't make sense. Okay? Now, granted, there are some things that God is just not going to tell us. Okay? Because probably if he did, then, we wouldn't have to, then it wouldn't be faith. Or if he probably did, we probably wouldn't believe him anyway. Okay, no, really, God, come on, <laughs> that's not true, you know, because it's, I mean, it's God, hello, okay, but in, <laughs> but in, the, in, this, in this scenario, if God shows you something and you don't really understand what you're reading, go study it out, go study it out, I, I, here's what I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, now, I will say this, I used the internet a little bit last night, okay, don't take that as the gospel, okay, what I did was I read a lot of stuff and I said, okay, some of this makes sense. Some of this is too far. Let me just kind of get it for reference of the scriptures. I found the scriptures, and as far as I got with the scriptures is as far as I was going to go, okay? All right? But a lot of these thoughts of the higher different ranks and all that kind of stuff, that's on the Internet, okay? All right? But, I, but like I said, I wanted to go to scripture and kind of understand where we were. Okay. But let me tell you, I'm, I'm talking about the adversaries. I found out that I was going to do the Bible study yesterday at 2.47 p.m. Why do I know it was 2.47 p.m.? Because Dustin called me at 2.47 p.m., and by golly, I was going to remember it on my cell phone. I was going to look and say, y'all never give me enough time. I tell you every time, 2.47, okay? But no, I could look on that. Wonders of technology, you can see what time somebody called. 2.47. Why is 2.47 so important? Why is 2.47 so important? Um, I work at, I, I work for Coleman County, um, so I, I, I shouldn't say I have a real job. That sounds bad. <laughs> I have another job besides my responsibilities here at Temple um, because, like, Preacher has a real job, okay? <laughs> but uh, that sounded real bad. Okay, I don't have a real – I do have a real job. It's the county. You, you are you're, – I'm your tax dollars at work. How about that, okay? That doesn't encourage you, I know, okay? Um, but I will say this. Um, I take this – I take this, and I have a lot of fun. I'm telling you, I'm going to have a lot of fun. That's just my nature, Johnny. That's just my nature, and I can't help it. I'm going to be a little goofy. 
But I take this very seriously about preaching God's word. Very seriously. Probably more, probably more serious than I ever have in my entire life. I take it very seriously. Like I said, I worked on this five hours. You can again, I don't think, I, I don't know if my wife can attest to this. I started about seven o'clock. I went to bed at 12, 12, whatever, 1230, something like that. Um, I like to get my eight hours sleep. I know y'all think I'm crazy because I like to get my eight hours sleep. All y'all are wishing y'all were getting eight hours sleep, but I like to get my eight hours sleep. So um, I didn't get that last night. Okay. But I spent over five hours of the message. And I don't want to, and, and because of that, and, and Dustin told me, he said, I don't want to give you too much time because then you're over prepare and or I don't want whatever. But in a way, I kind of wish you to call me like today because as soon as I find, found out that I was going to be preaching, and here's my thing, I want to be right all the time, okay? But when I know I'm preaching, I really want to be right, okay? Um, you know, it, I hope if any of y'all are involved in ministry here at Temple, that, you know, we try our best throughout the week and we want to be right, but when it's time to serve in any way, capacity we have here at Temple, we need to be right. Okay, I'm going to say this again so we can get some more amens. We need to be right. Amen. Okay? We need to be connected with God. Okay? But here, but, but I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. Okay? I wanted to stay right. And guess what? <laughs> I get off at 4.30. I get off at 4.30 every day. Work 7.30 to 4.30. And as soon as I got that call, I'm thinking, okay, God's already given the message. I'm cool. I'm cool. I got it. Whatever like that. I get on the phone. We're, we're, our office is kind of spread out, so we use the intercom system on our phones. And my boss calls me. Hey, so-and-so about this meeting tonight. No, this is what we're going to do. No, this is what we're going to do. No, this is what we're, okay, we're going back and forth, okay? That's not a good idea to do with your boss on the phone, okay, is to say, no, I know you're wrong. Trust me. No, no, you're wrong, okay? And the communication lines were not really gelling. She left at four yesterday. Um, I'm guessing why is because she was feeling the tension. But we really kind of agreed to disagree and said, whatever, and hung up the phone. Um, and we're in the same office, okay? So that happened. Then I come home, and, um, and Katie's got a headache. Um, and I'm not saying, and she, she's, she's, she's great with a headache. I mean, she's like, she's like, she's skipping around, giving me flowers, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right, okay? Uh, but she, she had a headache, so she wasn't really feeling it. Well, guess what the kids decide to do? No. Jody. My goodness. Some people have already had dinner, okay? All right. Okay. Um, thankfully, I haven't. Um, but, no, they are whiny-tailed. Whiny-tailed. They're three and six, and, they sh- and my six-year-old, I'm like, what you-, you shouldn't be whining anymore, okay? But then I think back when I'm six, I like to whine a little bit, okay? So, but they're whiny-tailed, and I'm just like, oh, boy, I'm going to tell somebody off. I'm telling you, it's going to be, I hope it's not my wife. <laughs> really shouldn't do it to my kids, <laughs> going to get something to eat. Maybe I can tell it off at the drive-thru. And then Jordan Carter was in the drive-thru. I couldn't tell her off. I thought, man, that would get back to preacher real quick if I told her off. And then God just spoke to me and said, you dummy. (laughs) Okay? He said, bless your heart. Does anybody know what bless your heart means? Bless your heart means you're an idiot. Okay? 
Um, if you don't, I mean, I, okay, that was a, some of you are kind of offended by that, okay? If you say bless your heart and you're really blessing their heart or, or Lord bless them, whatever, great. But for the most part, if I say bless your heart, there's something wrong with you, okay? Um, so bless your heart, bless your heart. You didn't know any better. You were an idiot, okay? But I wanted to tell somebody, bless your heart, okay? Because <laughs> I just wanted to take it out, okay? Um, but, but, but God reminded me that it's not, it's not my boss. It's not Katie. It's not my kids. It's Satan. Okay? It's Satan. It's Satan. He's the one who's... Tr- and I will say this. Typically, typically when I'm really, really, really... I shouldn't say really way far away from God because I hope I don't go really, really far away from God. But when I'm not where I need to be in my, in my study, in my prayer, in my, in my attitude when it comes to worship on Sunday... And on Wednesday, and, and coming with an eager right mind, Satan really doesn't bother me a lot. Doesn't bother me, okay? Um, part of that is because I'm not a threat. But I will say this, 2.47 p.m., <laughs> 2.47 p.m., you're going to preach tomorrow. Boss, wife, kids. I mean, I mean that's a, that's a recipe for disaster right there. Those are the, if anything... In my life, <laughs> I would hope that those three people <laughs> I could keep happy. <laughs> and I would want to keep happy. Would you say amen, Katie? Okay. You don't want me to keep you happy? Okay. She just don't like me. She hates when I, when I talk to her in the message, okay? So she is my adversary. Um, no, that sounded bad because then I put you like you're in Satan. You're not my... <laughs> Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting in trouble. Okay, so my boss, my wife, and my kids. And I will say this, too. A lot of times, and I, I'm just going to let you know, a lot of times when Satan can't get to you, he's going to get to somebody who can get to you. Okay? Your spouse is not the enemy. Your kids are not the enemy. Your coworkers are not the enemy. Your boss is not the enemy. Your parents are not the enemy. Your grandparents, it doesn't matter. There's, those people are not your enemy. Satan is the enemy. Satan is the enemy. And he's going to do everything he can to distract you from that fact. Satan will even say, it's not me, it's them. <laughs> okay? Alright? Is everybody enjoying themselves? Say amen. amen. Alright. Now, let's let's pull this train into the station. Um, Alright, number one was we need to, first of all with our enemies, we need to realize the effects. Okay? It builds up bitterness, anger in us. Okay? Number two, we need to recognize the adversary okay we need to recognize who the adversary is okay and again we went really 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 deep so we can understand that satan has influence and it may be that he's sending this demon over there to do with you and this over here to do with you and this over there to do with you but here's the deal um i wouldn't be a good preacher if i didn't if i filled you with biblical knowledge and then didn't tell you how to apply it today and into tomorrow okay so this is where it's super application. So if you haven't paid attention the whole entire time, if you fell asleep during the third angel or the third, the third demon uh, verse, whatever, this is the time we all need to wake up because this is the time where um, God's really going to speak to us because this is something that we can do. We can do. Okay. So your third point is we need to reverse our actions. We need to reverse our actions. 
We need to reverse our actions. Talking about, we're going to talk about two different things, okay? Two different things. Okay, We need to reverse our actions. Because my flesh says, get bitter. My flesh says, get mad. My flesh says, stress out about it. Worry about it. My flesh says, let me take that person and tell them what I think about them right now. That's what my flesh says. Okay? So anybody that, can, that get, says, you know what, that's not my first initial reaction, most of the time I will say that, that you're probably not being completely truthful with yourself because I'm, there's, no, there's nothing in me that's good. Christ is the only thing that's in me that's good. And I will say, most of the time in a situation, my flesh responds right away. Now, I can step back and say, wait a second, God. You know, but my flesh does respond to that. Okay, so we need to reverse our actions. First of all, first of all, let's kind of go through some of these, these verses. Okay? Romans 12, 19. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is I will repay saith the Lord. Romans 12, 19. Okay? And now I will say this again. When you see in Scripture where it references Scripture in some, some other place, go find where it is in the other place. Okay? Because I want you all to see, and, and this is just me, uh, but if it says, for it is written, I want to know where it's written. Okay? So we're going to jump down into Deuteronomy 32, 35. To me belongeth vengeance and recompense. Their foot shall slide in due time, for the day of their calamity is at hand, and the things that shall come upon them make haste. Recompense. Recompense means to give something to by way of compensation or to pay for. Okay? So basically, Deuteronomy says, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. You see that? Okay? So we have, we have a situation. What, what's cool is Romans... Romans, Romans, or at least is, is written by Paul, so you have a situation where Jesus uses it is written, but then also his apostles and disciples also use it is written. So I think it's a good idea for when we tell something to someone and or look, we need to find out where it is, excuse me, where it is written, okay? Okay? We don't need to give people um, our own opinions, okay? But here's the... And, Okay, let me do this. Exodus fourteen twelve, And this is where we're talking about. They're actually, um, let me kind of set the table for this. In Exodus 14, um, they, have, they have gone out of Egypt and going towards the wilderness, and Pharaoh is chasing after them. They have not crossed over the Red Sea yet. Everybody know where I am now? Okay, that's in the Exodus. This is where we are in Exodus 14. In verse 12, Is not this the word? that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, for we may serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. And everybody read verse 14 with me. The Lord shall fight for you and ye shall hold your peace. Let's say it again. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. Okay? Here's what I want to tell you. First of all, hold your peace means to keep your mouth shut. Okay? <laughs> the Lord's going to fight for you. You 
you quit complaining, quit bellyaching, quit moaning about it. The Lord will fight for you and just be quiet. And if you want to use the other terminology for be quiet, I like that too, okay? I think, say, I think God would say in that situation, you know, here we go, okay? Um, or I should say that. He says, he, Moses would say that, okay? But the Lord shall fight for you. So here's the first thing, reverse our actions. It is not your responsibility to take care of your enemy. It's not your responsibility. I, I looked at this, and now I may, be, I may be off, but I was thinking, I can't find in Scripture where it says, go fight the devil. Okay? Go fight the devil. Okay? Now, there are ways that we can, we can when, what now? Uh, we can defend ourselves, but there, and, and, and now again, I may, I may be wrong about this, but you, I don't think in Scripture you see where you fight the devil. We're to resist the devil. We are to protect himself from our, his fiery darts. That talks about the, in the armor of God. We can use Scripture to discredit him, but it is not our fight. It's not our fight. It, it, Christ, this is, no, this is where it gets good. It is not our fight. The Lord shall fight for you. Here's the deal. Christ has already won. He's already won. It's not your fight to fight. Okay? He holds the keys to death and hell, and one day he is going to throw Satan and his devils into that lake of fire. Okay? It is not your fight to fight. The Lord shall fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Here's some, here's some real good stuff. Let's, have, let's apply that. When somebody comes up against you, Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> the Lord will fight for you. Keep your mouth shut. Okay? And now I'll say this. That's good advice, but that's exactly what Moses said to the people. And let me ask this question. It's before the Red Sea. So did the Lord fight for them? Did the Lord fight for them? Come on. Yes, he did. Okay? Every single one of them. Boom! Dead. Gone. Okay? The Lord is the one. The Lord's the one who opened up the Red Sea, and the Lord was the one who... Put it back together and crush them all, okay? So first of all, reverse our actions. We need to understand it is not our fight to fight. And then finally, and this is where it does get hard. This is where it does get hard, okay? Matthew 5, 43 from 44. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. Okay? You've heard it said. So that was Old Testament, okay? But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. And persecute you. This is so counter to what we like to do. Okay? I can keep my mouth shut all day long. But now you want me to be nice to this person? And then you want me to pray for them? But that's exactly what the scripture says, doesn't it? Matthew 5, that's the, that, that, is, that is the words of Christ. That is the direct commandment to me. You have heard in old times, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. 
But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them. Pray for them. Here's where the application comes in. Here's where the application comes in. All right. I want you to think about one person. One person. Not just any person. Okay? One person that you are currently at odds with or that you have a um, that you are easily at odds with at times okay um, I'm going to use an example and hopefully she doesn't hear this message it's our little secret right um, someone who I'm sometimes at odds with is my sister-in-law Katie says we're just alike that's a lie we're not just alike, whatever. We're very opinionated individuals, both of us. Would you agree with that? Okay. And her, her opinion usually is wrong. Um, and so I think that's why we're at odds, because if she just saw everything my way, it wouldn't be a big deal. Um, but she doesn't. So, um, but, but today, we're great. Tomorrow, I don't know. We're going to pray for, we're going to pray about something, about that individual in just a minute, but we're in the process of selling our house, and we don't have another place to go, so guess who we're going to go live with for a little while? Yeah, um, yeah, well, I just, you know, it, I thought it made sense, you know, um, her, one house, three bedrooms, you know, plenty of room for us, um, so we'll see what happens in that situation, Okay. Um, we're, I mean, we're going there no matter what. We don't have another place to go, okay? There you go. All right, as long as I, yeah, as long as I, as long as I hold my peace, I should be good, okay? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Appreciate that, Todd. I love this. I love the preaching's two ways of today, okay? All right. Um, but first things first, our prayer, our, our prayer time is going to be a little differently. I want us to do what the Bible says. Who's that person? Everybody's got one. Come on now. Everybody's got one. I'm not saying they're your mortal enemy. I'm not saying you hate them. I'm not saying that you would like kick them and spit on them if they were on the ground. I'm not talking about that. Now, if there's that individual, we definitely want to pray for them. Okay, we need to pray for them. Um, but there may be that person that you're just kind of whatever. I, I used an example earlier. Dustin, I've been in this church for nine years. When, me, when I got here, me and Dustin did not jihaw. <laughs> Not at all, <laughs> okay? Um, we just didn't. Um, again, he's a very opinionated individual. If he saw everything my way, we wouldn't have any problems, okay? Um, I have a lot of problem with highly opinion, uh, or, or really uh, over-opinionated. Over, over-opinionated. I'm not over-opinionated. I'm just opinionated. I don't have a problem with over-opinionated people. I'm not the one with the problem. They're the ones with the problem, though. I'm just kidding, okay? okay. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Hush your mouth. I do not like that anymore, okay? That's why I've got the mic, okay? But, um, but everybody's got one, okay? Everybody knows. Everybody look at me. Look at me right now. Look at me right now. And if you have somebody that you know either is your enemy now or you have a problem, a little bit of friction there with that person, nod your head. Oh, I think I got a lot of nods. Okay, all right. So here's what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to make our way to the altar. And we're going to pray for that individual. And we're going to, here's what we're going to pray. We're going to pray, God bless them, number one. 
and we're going to pray, God, show me how I can be a blessing to them. Okay? Two things. And then guess what? Well, let's pray, and then I'll... Okay, I'll give you the third thing, because we may run out of time. The third thing is, guess what tomorrow you're going to do? You're going to bless them. Okay? You're going to encourage, and you're going to be a blessing to them in some way, shape, or form. Okay? This is where the preaching is fun. See, here's... Here, you know, you know, the preacher says all the time. You know, what teach, you know the difference between teaching and preaching? Teaching says, here's the information. Preaching is, here's the information. Now, what you going to do about it? Okay? So I'm telling you right now, I'm preaching. <laughs> so I, I expect, and I say I expect, God expects you to do it. Okay? And here's the deal. If you hear truth and don't receive it and don't do anything with it, that's sin. Okay? So you've received the truth tonight, and now you need to do, about, do something about it. Okay? Sin is disobedience to God. God said do it, so we're going to what? Do it. All right, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for this message. Lord, I thank you for, um, Lord, their, their, their patience and their, um, their focus, Lord God. I know it got kind of deep there, uh, but, Lord, you showed me that last night. And, Lord, I was excited. And, Lord, I just wanted to share it with them and let them see um, that, that our, our um, struggles and our issues are not with other people. It's with, it's with Satan, and it's with Satan's angels and devils, Lord God, that, that, is, it is, that is coming against us, Lord God. But Lord, I, I want to take this a step further, and Lord, I want to I do what your word says that we need to do. So Lord, as I'm praying, Lord God, Lord, I, any, anyone like to come to the altar? Anyone want to come to the altar? Lord, I want to give everybody an opportunity to come to the altar to find that one person, Lord God. Lord, you've already put... Um, my sister-in-law on my mind